0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Right Club Podcast. I'm Laurel Simmons, and my co-host today is Katherine Nelson-Riley. Catherine, wow, we've got Julia Hoffman here, and uh, this is a two-part interview because we had such fun with her, and she has so much information, and she has such wild stories. You're going to want to listen to both of them, right? Like, people just, you can't just listen to the first episode and not listen to the the second second episode because Julie's a lot of fun and she's a lot of words of wisdom oh absolutely and
1: she what I really loved is that she's sharing her tips and that on all of the expertise and the information that was given to her that she still uses to this day in her sales techniques and in closing a deal and how to do it and she's done it all while she's juggling and was having five babies and then you add in her husband so yeah maybe she has six kids
0: okay we really want you to listen to this because we're not going to tell you what it is but she gives the exact wording that you can use or a question that you can ask to close a deal whether it's a an investor or anything else you really want to listen to this okay before we go to the interview though Catherine, where can people find more information about the right club Please go on to our online
1: website, www.therightclub.com. That's R E I T E. So that is real estate investing training and education.com. And there you're going to find literally thousands and thousands of hours of resources for those that want to find out more, want to grow, want to customize their lives and in the business of real estate investing. All right. With that, then let's go to
0: the interview. Welcome to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is on helping you, the real estate investor, advance to the next level. And now let's join this week's hosts and share ways for you to customize your life. Hey, Julie, welcome to the Right Club Podcast. It's great to see you here and talk with you. Thanks, Laurel. Thanks a lot for having me. Okay, we've got. A, we can cover a lot of topics because you're a very experienced real estate uh, investor. You know you what? Know, the very first thing I would like to ask you is, just how long have you been in the business, and can you give us maybe a couple of highlights and a couple of lowlights? I
2: got a lot of <laughs> both of those. All right, I've I've been investing in real estate since 2001. And would you like to, I'll, I'll, I'll try to keep it brief.
0: I'll, how about I give you the Cole's notes? Sure, that sounds great. We can ask more questions if, you know, of sure. and I will be, I will ask you more. Awesome. Well, uh, my story, I
2: think, relates to a lot of folks in real estate investing. And it's funny, we were just, Catherine and I were just talking about how I'm originally from the United States. And I met my husband in Mexico and he was, he's Canadian and I'm American. And I was on spring break, and we have one of those fairy tale relationships where we met in Mexico, stayed together, and ended up getting married. So that was back in 1997, Mm -hmm. and we came up here at the time. I was on spring break from being a physical therapist. So the reason why I bring that up is because I I was following the path that most people follow, which is go to school, get good grades, get a good job. So that you can, you know, work the rest of your life and have a good retirement. And I got a doctorate in physical therapy. Then met my husband on spring break a year before I graduated and came up to Canada, got a job. And within 18 months, I was pregnant with our first child. We got married before I, before I, we got married right after I moved up here in ninety nine. And so I'm just on this path. He goes to a real estate seminar, the Rain Group, the Real Estate Investment Network. I'm sure you've both heard of it. And he met Arlen Dahlen, who probably all your listeners know, if they're Canadian real estate investors. And Arlen's, Arlen just said, yeah, you got to invest in real estate. And, and Jeff remembers talking to Arlen and he said, yeah, but it's $200 a month. And Arlen said, if you're doing it right, your first property will pay for your real estate, for your RAIN membership. And it did. So I have, a unfair, I have an unfair advantage, as Robert Kiyosaki, I think, would say. I think that's who coined that. And that is that I was raised by a real estate investor. So he talks to Arlen. He calls me on the way home. I'm six months pregnant with my first child. And now I have five. And he calls me on the way home. The reason why I bring up I have my unfair advantage is he said, Julie, we got to invest in real estate. And I said, okay. I wasn't scared about it at all because I was raised by a real estate investor. And so we, I said, great, let's do that. And he owned a home hardware at the time, worked about 80 hours a week, did not have time to look at property. I did. Working as a physio, six months pregnant, pretty healthy. I could look at properties on my lunch breaks, in the evenings, and on weekends. And before my daughter was born, I, we bought three properties. So I just went out there and hustled. And I was like, great, got three properties. I'm going back to work. I don't even think I'll take the full maternity leave.
0: That's what's going to happen. And that was actually before the, the, we use the internet the way we do now for real estate, right? It's way before. I, I know many of your listeners maybe have never
2: heard of a newspaper. Let me explain. It's black and white. It's got a lot of letters. It's made of paper. Your hands get dirty when you read it. And it yeah. It's a, it's an archaic thing. And I, yeah, I sat there in my picnic table. Many, just so many, well, me finished <laughs> about my father. But yes, it was all newspaper. I had to drive five miles to get a newspaper because I lived out in the country, outside of Edmonton, a little town called Thorsby. And anyway, so I'm like, I'm going back to work. And this maternity leave mumbo jumbo, I don't need that. I got to get back to work. I went to school for a lot of fun. My parents, well, my parents think? So I, then I had her. And like every parent, I fell madly in love with her. And everything, my education went out the window. Everything completely went out the window. And I said, I want to spend as much time with her as I possibly can. And uh, yeah, this is, I'm getting kind of emotional. It's kind of cute, isn't it? Because she's here right now. She's in my house. She works for us. And she's absolutely amazing. She's 21 years old. Anyway, I fall in love with this child. Her name is Cassie. And I said, I got to buy more real estate. Because I want to be with her. And that's going to give me freedom. So in the next year, we bought 12 more properties. And I have another baby. Uh, within a year. So I have Irish twins. And then we took a three-year lay, break a lot more property. And I had another baby in 2006. By then, we had like 35 properties. Everything's going awesome. We are feeling so incredibly smart because in Alberta between 2001 and 2006, everything tripled. So like you wanted to talk about some hives. boy, did we feel smart. And I'm having babies and I'm like having these healthy babies and they're easy and you know, there's nothing like a mother's love and all of the good things, right? His business is doing well. Real estate's going well. We're figuring all kinds of things out. In that time, I learned how to sell. I, that, so that's really important. I call that a highlight, too, because I remember we ran out of our own money, but we wanted to keep buying properties. The only reason why we got to 35 was because I, I took a sales course so that I could raise money. So I think the first time I raised money was shortly after my second was born. And I remember going in and to a doctor's office that after taking, after talking to my sales trainer before I ever even took a class and she gave me some little pointers on what to do. And I walked out of this dentist's office with $37,000 to, for him to be partners with us in two properties in Edmonton. And that was like one of the best days of my life. I went to school. I got a great education. And my first year as a physical therapist after taxes, that's what I made. $37,000 working 40 hours a week, five days a week, or sorry, 40 hours a week, 50 weeks a year. Right. And so I'm just like, I cannot believe this guy just gave me $37,000. What? So that's my, that's my highlight. So uh, that's my other highlight, and all kinds of other just wonderful things happen. I met the most amazing people. I got to be part of the Rain Group, and um, that was a lot of fun. So, so that's pretty awesome.
1: Thanks. That, yeah. That's true. I, I do want to just uh, ask a quick question here. When you went in, I mean, with the sales. Tips that your trainer gave you with it before you even took anything into the course. Like, can you share a couple of those tips I that he, is that, I, yeah, if you could share some of those tips? Because, it's, first of all, for you to even take a sales course to learn how to do this and for you to think about that, I'd really like to delve a little bit further into that if you don't mind.
2: Oh, 100%. 100%. We'll get to what we get to, right? I've got some low lights for you, though. You want to hear those too. Oh, yeah. We definitely want to hear that. I don't want to scare (laughs) scare everybody. I don't want to scare everybody (laughs) or your listeners, but my low lights are pretty excited. Anyway, so, oh, so funny. So I go to seminar after seminar because I was like a networker, you know, and I just want to keep meeting people and meeting all kinds of people. So I go to a fast track event with Darren Weeks. It was one of his early events, a fast track group. It was at St. Andrew's Parish, Catholic Parish on, I think, 111 in Edmonton. So I go to this networking event. I go up to him afterward because he's leading the event, you know. And I say, Darren, you know, how do we get joint venture money? And he said, well, what's your upfront contract? And I said, My, what are you talking about? He said, what's your upfront contract? I said, I don't even... I don't know what you're talking about because up to that point, I was just going up to people, barfing information all over them about all these deals that I had and how I was looking for joint venture partners and how I was looking for money. And it was all about me and my deals and this, that, and the other thing. And it was just obnoxious. And I would chase people away and talked about how I'm American. Well, we're really tenacious. I mean, we're just built that way. And so we really grab onto things like a bulldog. At least I found that about myself. So, you know, living in Canada, I got to tone it down a little bit. And he's like, what's this So he says, what's your upfront contract? I said, I don't know. He said, well, don't worry about it. Sale trainers coming tomorrow. Her name was Colleen Madsen with Sandler sales. So she comes in the next day. It's a two day seminar. And she just does this one hour talk. She explained to me what a, an upfront contract is. And that is, so this is the first thing that was just solid gold that I still use today. An upfront contract is where you set the tone for the meeting. And people really appreciate that because they want to know what's coming and they hate being sold to. But they appreciate you giving them a heads up that, hey, I'm about to sell to you now. So it basically goes something like this. Thanks a lot for meeting me today, Catherine. Are you still good for 20 minutes or so? I'll, you'll say yes. Awesome. Over the next 20 minutes, you're going to ask some questions for me about my background and what I have in mind, and maybe the deal that I have in front of me. And I'm going to have some questions for you. And I'd like to know, you know how you go about making a decision. I'm going to ask some information about your finances. Is that okay? Are you comfortable with that? And I'm going to want to know about your, you know, maybe some of your investment information. All this is totally confidential. And at the end of this conversation, I'd like you and I to kind of agree that it's going to go a couple ways. One, say, one possibility is that we are not a fit. And I want you to know that's okay with me. I don't want to chase you. And I know that, you know, if if we're not, if we're not a fit, let's just call it a day and be friends. On the other hand, we might discover that we are a fit. And what I like to do at that point is just ask you for a decision to go on to a next step and and make sure that we have time to do that. Is that cool with you, Catherine? And so it's basically just outlines, hey. We're going to talk. I'm going to ask some questions. I'm even going to ask some financial questions because some people don't like talking about money. And sometimes people say, I'm not telling you anything about money. And then I just say, oh, perfect. That's totally fine. That's no problem at all. You know, because nothing is ever a problem. You know, maybe there are challenges that need to overcome, but people always relax when I've done an upfront contract. They always relax and they usually tell me almost everything that I ever want to know. So that was a huge lesson because what I used to do is I used to just talk, talk, I have a deal and this is about me and here's what's going on in Edmonton and I'm so smart and blah, 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 blah. But what's really important is that you get as much information for people as you can and it's easier to do that if you have an upfront contract. Okay. So that's the first thing. (laughs) I hope I'm
3: not rambling.
0: And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors.
3: Today's podcast is brought to you by LegalSecondSuites.com. Ken Beckendam is an amazing real estate investor. He understands the process of the conversion inside and out. And he has built one of the largest by volume design build firms in the GTA that specializes in legal multifamily conversions anywhere from two to 15 units. And he's been involved in either the designer or the contractor in well over 250 conversion projects, which resulted in over 600 legal dwelling units. That is a lot of legal dwelling units. And Ken and his team at Legal Second Suites, they cover everywhere from Halton, Niagara, Haldeman, Norfolk, Brant, Hamilton, London, Tri-Cities, Barrie, York, and anything in between. He's one of the few firms that can complete the entire process for you from design to construction to property management. So it's truly a one-stop shop. So reach out to Ken at LegalSecondSuites.com. Again, it is LegalSecondSuites.com. And now back to the show. Okay. The second thing, this is gold.
2: I still use this phrase today. I still use this today. We're talking, I've raised $400 million in public and private money. Still use this phrase today. I walk. Okay. First of all, I got to set the scene. I've shaved my legs. Now, I told you I have two kids under the age of two, basically, right? I've curled my hair. It looks like this. I've got this blue dress on, pantyhose. I don't know why I shaved my legs, but I did. You know what I'm talking about, ladies. I look like a million dollars, but I have already met this guy five times. And we talked and talked. And I'm just like, what else are we going to talk about? So I call. Okay, so just backing up. Colleen Madsen from Sandler Sales. I signed up immediately for the sales training, but it hadn't started yet. And I already had a meeting and I didn't want to reschedule it, right? So I had a meeting scheduled with him. I call her. I'm sitting in the parking lot in my husband's Eagle Talon. I think that's the car that we had at the time. And I'm like, Colleen, I don't know what to do. She said, Well, what have you done so far? And I said, Well, we've met five times. I've given him all of the information. I don't know what else to do. She said, okay, this is what you got to do. Walk in, do your little small talk, get that out of the way. And then just ask one question and you've got to shut up. You've got to shut up, Julie, which is really hard. Okay. So we do that. I walk in and, and you need to ask him this one question. So I walk in, I sit down and we do our pleasantries and I say, okay, Is there any reason you would not want to move forward with this deal? That's what she told me to ask. And he sat there for me was an eternity. Silence is very uncomfortable for salespeople, but you got to do it. You just got to let people soak. Okay. He sat there. He nodded his head a bit. And he said, well, I should probably drive by the properties. That's what he said. That was the reason. I was like, I just. I didn't say anything, though, but I'm thinking in my head, oh, I'm great. I'm going to have to shave my legs again. I'm going to have to shower again. This is awful. But she's like, no matter what he says, then you just stay silent. And this is going to be tough for you. So I just stayed. I, I just nodded. And he said, but I can always do that. I'd like to move forward. I'll go get my checkbook. And I'm like, OK. And I'm just like so excited. Okay, so then this is the really funny part. The deals for two deals for $37,000. He writes me a check for $34,000. It is still more money than I have ever seen in one time in my entire life. And I almost just took the check and left. And I, you know, I had to say to him, and I'm just thinking, oh, what if it's his last check? Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? But anyway, so he, I said, this is great. I am excited to be working with you. The only challenge is it's, it's supposed to be $37,000. And I'm totally just thinking he's going to change his mind. And he's like, oh, well, that's no big deal. And he goes and he rewrites it. And it was totally fine. But I've never felt so good after a meeting in my whole entire life. And it's that one question. And like I said, I still use it today.
0: It, that's, it's that's really amazing. Bad. And the fact that he just wrote you a check without well, any paperwork, just wrote you a check. Wait. I'm sorry. I had paperwork. I had paper- you know paperwork. Okay. I had paperwork. I'm <laughs> sorry. I should have added that. Now that's important.
2: I brought my paperwork <laughs> all five times. All right. I sit not how to clothes. Okay. I did not know how to, okay. know how to okay. ask. And it's like, it's easy to. So there's another, there's this other book. It's called uh, Never Split the Difference. And one of them, they have either of you ever read that book? No, I have not. Oh, highly recommended by Chris Foss. And this one of the, oh, it's just so fantastic. There's something about no questions that help people feel really good about working with you. So you'll notice that the question that I ask is, is there any reason that you would not want to move forward? And he did because he wanted to drive by. But really, there wasn't any other reason. Like he could have always canceled the check if they looked, if they turned out to be complete dumps, which they were not. They were very lovely properties. But it, my point is, there's been so many times where, you know, if you do a good enough job and, you know, you help people feel comfortable about you because, you know, you're the person they're really investing in. And you go over absolutely everything that you can. You answer as many questions as you can. You know that you have a good fit and you ask that question. Most people, you know, if they have the budget, when you ask that question, is there any reason you would not want to move forward? The answer, if you're winning, is no. You know, if you're succeeding, it's no. And usually it's like people like, go for it. Yes, keep them nodding. But no questions are really powerful. and so. I use it all the time. I still raise money. I still do deals I'm very
0: much in the thick of real estate still these days. And I guess too, the the, the beauty about that question is that uh, if if the answer is a yes, and and, and there was kind of a partial yes and in, in that fellow's answer with, uh, I want to drive by the properties, it's it gives you a chance to address those issues because they might be pretty minor, like driving by a property is pretty minor. If, you know, if you're within distance, but it really it's pretty minor, right? I'll give you a perfect
2: example. Of uh, Recently, I said, is there a reason you would not want to move forward? And his name was Chris. He said, yes. And I said, well, well, well what's that? And he said, well, I want to be making 12% instead of 10%. And so I know my math. I always know my math and I'm sure, you know, well, your listeners do too. I knew I could do 12, okay? So then I just came back to him and I said, so let's just say I can do 12. Is there any other reason you would not want to move forward? And he's like, no. Like, okay.
0: Objection handled.
2: Well, let's do this.
0: So it's a really good way to get those objections out. If there are any, if there aren't, you know, right away, you're basically closing. And if there are objections, you get them up right on the table and you can deal with them. And either way, like, it doesn't matter whether it's real estate or anything else, right? You always want a no first because, or well, a firm yes or a firm no, because then none of this maybe stuff. Oh, maybes just kill you. Maybes waste your time. Maybes, you know, like maybes are just, oh, God forbid us. Maybes are just off, right? Yeah, and if you get a maybe after
2: that question, then guess what? It's enough. Treat it as a no. Move on, people. Okay, so how do
0: you do that? How do you handle that then? Oh, that's great. I was like, I spent Laurel.
2: Tell you what, here's what I think. I don't think we're fit right now, but I'd love to be a fit perhaps someday. So I tell you what, what do you think? What do you think we should do? Yeah, no, I got to talk to my uncle. Okay, after you talk to your uncle, what would you like to do? When should I follow up? And I was like, oh, I don't know if you should follow up. Maybe I'll call you. It's like, okay, this is probably not a fit. So I'm just like, hey, well, let's leave the door open. if If you have a change of heart, you talk to your uncle and he thinks that I'm the best thing since sliced bread and you'd be a fool not to work with me, then give me a call. Something like that. I usually say something kind of silly and it gets people giggling and just it's not a big deal because again, there are eight billion people on the planet. I cannot possibly get to all of them. Don't want to push a fit that's not a fit, because that it's pushing rope. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, exactly. I you're absolutely right. It's worse to get a yes with someone who you kind of had to force to get that yes, and then it's a horrible fit. And you regret that, yes, for the next three, four, five years, because you spend so much time, yeah, fixing all the problems that come up because that person said yes when, if everything had lined up properly, it would have been a no, and you could have moved on to something else. Yeah, there's this saying, rejection is God's protection,
2: and if I can sense that I'm being rejected, I. You know, sometimes it's uncomfortable to accept that because sometimes I'm, you know, I'm, I'm needing a deal to happen, and I found that every time I trust that, again, a rejection is God's protection. That' going to work out. It means it's supposed to. It's supposed to not be. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. 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 Not. It's not meant to be. I guess is a better way to put it.
0: <laughs> right. Well, and, that, and that's good, and I think a lot of real estate investors, even if you're experienced, it's easy to forget that because you're always going for the next deal, right, what, or the next two deals, or the next three deals. Sometimes you have a whole project in front of you, and yes. you just you you know you, you can see it in your head. You've got all the the uh, the numbers laid out. You know what, where the property is and or whatever it is you're doing. I don't care what's development or anything else, and you just want to get going. So it can be easy to get. To even take it personally sometimes because it's not personal. It can't it's be. Otherwise, you're gonna drive yourself crazy. Yep. Yeah. And you know, this business is not for
2: everyone. And sales is not for everyone. And, you know, if you can't if you have a tough, if you struggle with raising money, then just get somebody on your team that's good at it is my recommendation. Or willing to get better at
0: it, because I was terrible at first. <laughs> my God, I was so bad. How long did it take you before you felt really comfortable in, in that kind of situation where you were able to raise money quite comfortably without, without feeling stressed and all the rest of it? Years. Just oh. years. Yeah. I'd
2: say a decade. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Without feeling stressed. And you know, you want to know a secret to what one of the things I did? I took sales training and then I just kept taking all kinds of trainings, you know, and you learn all kinds of things along the way. I, well, let's talk about some of my lows. How's that sound? (laughs) All right. (laughs) This will lead into my story. We go to, so we're like rocking and rolling and we're multimillionaires. And this fantastic realtor says, oh no, I decide I'm ready to do multifamily. Cause I have 35 houses, time to go to multifamily. And so I bought an apartment building and it was a cool story. It was actually no money down, no bank qualify because the seller needed to sell as an agreement for sale. This is in Alberta, it's a popular strategy. And I was able to use um, equity from a bunch of my houses as the down payment. So anyway, you know, got this first house and this realtor, her name's Pam Gill, she's still like one of the most successful realtors in Edmonton. She said, have you ever heard of condo conversion? And I said, no. And she said, oh, it's awesome. And I called around to a couple of uh, RAID members. And I said, what do you think of this? And I, a couple of them said, yeah, because the difference between a price per door of a building is really different right now. So I could buy a, I could buy a building for $55,000 a door and I could sell that same building for I could sell each unit for like ninety to one hundred and twenty thousand dollars per door. So that I was like, well, all right, well, let's try it. So we we did. We bought a building for again, it was fifty five thousand dollars a door, and we converted it into condos. The well, how the, big was the building? How big was it? The twenty unit building in basically West Jansper Place in Edmonton, which is like. Oh gosh. It was on Jasper Avenue. So I can't remember the address. Doesn't matter. But it was called Jasmine Apartments. I remember that. Anyway, so the realtor took care of all the conversion and it was super simple back then. So I bought the building and she converted it into all these condos and her brother, Carm, sold all the condos and he sold them in a week. So We bought this thing and only owned it for like a month and made this insane profit. So we're like, yeah, let's do that again. So we sold all of our single family homes and bought buildings and we successfully flipped five apartment buildings. And I'm trying to remember where I'm going with this story about The lows. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay, here I go. Well, just before you do, though, was your husband still working? Was he still working full time, or had he left his his business at this point?
3: Are you looking to create generational wealth and get one step closer to financial freedom? Then, Better Mortgage Select is the mortgage brokerage for you. Whether you're a first time homebuyer or seasoned investor looking to grow your portfolio, Better Mortgage Select is here to help you achieve your financial goals. With over two decades of experience, our team of financial planning consultants have perfected our own unique system that tailors every step to suit your financial needs. For a free consultation, reach out to us today at info at bettermortgageselect.ca or give us a call at 905-569-8326. We're here to help you get started. And prove why we're the top ranked mortgage team in Canada. You no,
2: know, he was still working full time at the hardware store, which was good. We, that helped us with our borrowing power because Home Hardware is a very highly respected brand. And so when we went for financing and they knew he was a hardware store owner, he, it, was, uh, it was a very good thing. So we were very lucky that way. And a lot of people, you know, it's like a lot of people think they got to quit their day job. And it's nice if you can get good financing because you have a job. So that's just something It's kind of a side note. (laughs) So anyway, we bought this property and, and we're like, okay, we're geniuses. So we did it five times. And every time we did it, we would sell, we would make a profit anywhere from $300,000 to $700,000 per deal in less than 30 days. It was bonkers. Like, if you ask anybody back in 2000, between 2006 and 2005, 2007 in Edmonton, it was just an absolute crazy frenzy of insanity. And it was so much fun. And we made so much money. And we were just feeling like the biggest geniuses in the whole entire planet, buying Escalades at fancy houses and doing all these things and kept having babies. I had four children by then, and the world came crashing down. We bought five, successfully exited them, but then we bought five more in bad areas of Edmonton. Like the worst areas you could ask for in Edmonton. But the plan to flip them. And we bought those five going into the fall of 2007. Now the recession didn't, wasn't technically declared until the fall of 2008. Uh, but it started in the two, in 2007 because we went from selling buildings to no buyers in sight. We were like, okay, we got to hang on here. We got to find a way to hang on. So we did. We hung on four years. We should have been out of business in six months. And we found really creative ways to stay alive as a company. During that time, everything just fell and fell. Values fell. There were junky buildings that needed constant renovation. We had a partnership dispute. It was just an absolute nightmare. That said, we stayed, we survived four years longer than we should have, like three and a half at least longer than we should have. And made the really tough decision to go into bankruptcy protection. And a bunch of these properties got foreclosed on. So it's like a very humbling experience. And then, of course, by then I've got five little kids, right? Five little kids and just buried in debt, bankrupt, having to start over. And so I went into, so I went, I had this like fork in the road in my life. As you know, I was a trained physical therapist. I had it was very highly educated, but I hadn't done it in a long time. And I remember having a talk with my husband and he said, maybe you need to think about going back to physio. And I thought, let me try one other thing first, because I really did not want to go back to a 9 to 5 job if I didn't have to. So I actually, I called up Darren Weeks, who I mentioned before, I'd gone to a lot of his earlier events and he had blown up by then. He had this like big company and all these kinds of cities. And I, he offered me a job as a sales manager because by then I'd become really good at sales. And so I started with him. And in that time, we got introduced to like a multi-level marketing company. And like a lot of people do, you know, like multi-level marketing people. They want people like us. They want entrepreneurs. They want people that aren't afraid to talk to people so I got into one, I got into one, and I
0: ended up taking this sales training for multi-level marketing people. Well, thank you. It was wonderful. And how can people reach you? What's the best way for them to reach you? The best way for them to reach me is go to my website. It's
2: streetsmartdiva.com. And um, I have free real estate investment tools, which will help get you on my email list and it's valuable information. I try to put out like 99% content. I offer things here and there. 99% of the time, it's stuff that I hope will help you. And that's streetsmartdiva.com forward slash free tools. And if you want to book with me in person and have a meeting and maybe just bounce some ideas off me, that's streetsmartdiva.com forward slash book. And you can go to my calendar and, and we can have a conversation.
0: It sounds great thank you very much it was a wonderful conversation i love the ups and the downs and that's well that's a life right and that and, and whether it's real estate or not that's just the way it is we all have successes we all have failures and the more we can roll with them the better i agree 100 percent, 100 percent. well thank you and uh we hope to have you back again Uh, Who knows? Maybe by the end of the year. We'll see what's happening. Because the way things are changing these days, I think the landscape could be totally different a year from now. Anything I can do to help, that's what I'm here for. Okay, thank thank you. you. Hey, Catherine, I think that truly, well, she made me laugh for starters, and she really is funny. And what'd you think of that question she asked? I thought it was excellent. And
1: The information surrounding it about the difference between asking your questions to achieve a yes or to achieve a no, and then to be quiet. That's pretty powerful.
0: I think that's probably the hardest thing for a lot of people is just to be quiet. But let's be quiet now and let people get on to the second part of this interview because maybe they want to go right into it. Well, okay, they'll have to wait till it's released. (laughs) But let's go there. And for now, everyone, thank you so very much for listening, and we'll see you next time.